not hiding. But cockroaches were the least of her problems. Heidi had to fight for every opportunity. You know, Heidi is, even though she's very kind of sweet and innocent. Heidi wanted out of the slum, and her agent wasn't doing enough. Oh my God, they moved Heidi right next to me now. Although Heidi seems serene. She is, she's a bit naughty. She uses an ancient folk remedy to help calm her down. Heidi is back. towards another weekend happy thursday everybody heidi glouse here josh still out hopefully we'll be back tomorrow jay delsing sitting in for him once again i just read that it's about this time every day that your afternoon slump begins so we're going to try to get you through the next uh we're slump busters that's right right. Not just the next 29 minutes, because that's what your afternoon slump lasts, but for the next three hours. They say that the average person hits this wall, I guess because the caffeine is finally worn off, just general boredom. You've kind of checked off all of the things you need to do. Maybe you have a lack of energy. You need to eat a little something, or you haven't slept enough, but... I don't know about you. Three o'clock is when I get jazzed. I'm I know, ready I'm to go. Ready. Let's go. I, I do remember when I was uh, um, when I'd have a week off and I would drive carpool, and I'd get there like 15 minutes early, and it you know it's winter. Oh yeah. Did you? They're like, Dad, are you sleeping? I'm like, No. <laughs> I was uh, wondering yesterday since you have four girls, what do they all kind of steal out of your closets? Do they steal yeah, oh, things yeah. from you? Oh, yeah. They sure do. I have, um, so just through the years and for some of the, I've had some great socks. This is going to sound really stupid, but I have some great socks, and my girls were, were athletes. These tube socks that are way too big for them, they disappear all the time. And, and I, not, it's not like your dryer or your washer is eating them. The girls have taken them. Oh, no. It's in, they're gone from my drawer. A hundred percent. And and I'm a T-shirt lover. Yeah. And if I get a cool T-shirt, uh, a hoodie, or a lo- especially long sleeve, Oof. like if you know what really ticks me off though, Heidi, is if I go to a concert because I know you you uh-huh. and I share music as a as a true love. I'll always try to support a band that I like, and I try to look for a long sleeve. Tea because they're hard to they find. They are hard to find. It's always those short sleeve tees or a sleeveless T-shirt, and I'm not doing that. No, and I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm out on that too. And then if I find something super cool, it's got a short shelf life. And I'm like, <laughs> so I, they they leave, and I'm like, okay, which one of you took the very cool? Do you know? they fess up? Uh, eventually, mm. or I see them wearing it. Yeah, and then you're like, that. That's wait. Mine. Yeah, and, and sometimes on the, they've liked the socks so much. They're like, hey, Dad, could you call Foot Joy? And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> go, go buy your own socks. Somebody says they have a question for you. I played in a junior golf tournament. You were there, but you were a different age group uh, at Paradise Valley. Did oh, you get a hole-in-one? I did. 
I forgot my golf shoes that day, Heidi, so I was wearing my basketball, my high-top tennis shoes. No. And I, uh, yeah, on the last hole, the 18th hole, I made a hole-in-one. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, now, see, I might have been superstitious and put those high tops back on for my next tournament. Oh, Heidi, my came from a family that was so superstitious. Really? It was like, was it my left shoulder I'm th- supposed to throw grass <laughs> over, or was it a nickel heads up? And so I, about after about a year of that, I was like, if I'm going to do this every day, I, I'm nuts enough. I'll be Completely cuckoo if I if I don't get rid yeah. of these things, you so know. Because we had this weird religional religious sort of like, you know, go to church and God's going to reward you with a win. And, and I'd walk down and like, but doesn't God like the other team too? You know, I had all those questions oh, in my head. Yeah, yeah, it never worked for it's me. It's kind of yeah. Uh, crazy yeah. as far as that goes. I had something crazy happen today. It's never happened to me in all my years, and I used a lot of hairspray when I was on TV. <laughs> So I was, and I know I, I don't look like I tried to get ready today, but I did, Jay and Connor. Uh, I, I did put some hairspray in my hair. I noticed. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I didn't anyway. say anything, but I noticed. <laughs> so I'm trying to get ready, and all of a sudden, I, I guess I'm just filling my arms in the bathroom, and I knock over my hairspray. And it's an aerosol can, and it's, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, the little tip of it comes off. And so you just have the the plastic piece, and it is firing all over the bathroom. And I can't. I'm trying to put the little, not the lid, the little oh, right, right, place the little under nozzle. your fingers, yeah. like on it to make it stop. I was trying to bend it, couldn't. So I'm trying to wrap it up and like what a. Did you do? Did you I finally it? like wrapped it in paper towels, and I'm carrying it downstairs and just. <laughs> Putting Take it, it in the trash can yeah, and closing it because it, it just continues to go. Hairspray is just going everywhere, and it was almost a full bottle. I couldn't get it to stop. I've never heard of that before. I, you look great, by the oh, way. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, you know, that, I, I'm dealing with the hairspray uh, thing. Is just uh, that's a weird one. It was weird. Yeah. I thought for sure you could kind of, you know, wiggle it or jiggle, and nothing was happening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I need to get this thing off, out of here. Did the, the, the top break off with a little piece inside so it stayed in, like, the open? Yeah, oh. and I couldn't, like, there How'd was you get that nothing. Lucky? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was that was a first for me. I, I didn't even know that was something that, you know, could happen as far as that so goes. So did you have a backup hairspray? Uh, oh, there's always backup always hairspray. Backup there's backup yeah. hairspray in the car. There's backup <laughs> hairspray here. Yeah, yeah you, you don't go very far without the... The backup, all the necessities. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of, uh, kind of crazy. So let me tell you what we have going on today because we've got a lot to get to. You know, we mentioned the new logo for St. Louis County yesterday. I know Jennifer and Wendy were talking about it as well. We're going to talk to the chief communications officer for St. Louis County Executive Doug Moore, and we'll find out what kind of what the idea was behind it. We'll also find out what else was mentioned in the state of the county address yesterday. That's coming up at 3.30. We'll also check in with Ann Flaherty, senior national policy reporter for ABC News. I guess now they are trying to stop the flow of fentanyl on Capitol Hill, which, I mean, seems like we should have been doing this a, a while Did you see, back. Heidi, where there was a bust somewhere and they found enough fentanyl to kill like almost 2 million people? There was 11 people arrested. I I forget where it was. I think it was on the East Coast, but I'm not I don't I'm not familiar with that. I'm not either, but I know that there was just an Alton woman uh just back in July and I think now she's, you know, going to court, but 
she's accused of allowing her 16-month-old child to overdose on fentanyl. So it is obviously a problem, but we'll find out what they're trying to do about it in Congress. In the 4 o'clock, Big D will be joining us, and you know what that means. It's your chance to win some of his money, and I'll give you a little hint. There are lots of great albums turning 40 this year, so that's Mm. that's what we're going to play with coming up in the 4 o'clock. We've got another winter warm-up giveaway coming up in the 4 o'clock, and then in the 5, we've got the top 5 at 5 We've got some entertainment news. And Martin Kilcoin will join us for a special edition to just talk about the legacy of Nick Saban. I mean, not only, and you kind of mentioned this off air yesterday, it wasn't just football that he had a hand in. I mean, he really, and I just saw something about how it's like a kid reporter asking him, how do I become a basketball player that I want to be? And the things that he said to him, right? you know, it, it's, they're tips that we could use in everyday life, no matter what. You know, what's interesting, too, Heidi, is that you don't hear a lot of untoward things no. about the program. You're not hearing about his players getting in a lot of trouble. Now, there are some, right. but not comparatively speaking to some of those other programs and his kids graduate. I mean, there's a lot of he's done a lot right in yeah. a lot of different areas. He has. And so we'll kind of look back at his career with Martin Kilcoin. We'll also touch on, I mean, Pete Carroll. I guess he's not really leaving the Seahawks. He's going to take on another role. But then Bill Belichick is leaving the Patriots. I can't imagine he's done because he's got, what, 13 or 14 more yeah, and then he passes Don Shuley. Yeah, yeah he's so definitely going to hang out somewhere. You, you would think, and we'll see where Martin thinks he'll uh End up, but that's what we have coming up, and I hope you'll hang out with us and be a part of it here on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. Kind of hard to believe, but that's one of the albums turning forty this year. Oh, isn't that makes crazy? Me feel way too old. I exactly. This Man. one will uh, make you feel a little older too. Forbes magazine published its list of the world's most powerful women. I guess this should come as no surprise, but Taylor Swift is number five on the list. It's kind of crazy because the only people ahead of her are the president of the European Commission, the president of the European Central Bank, the prime minister of Italy, and vice president Kamala Harris. Even Oprah Winfrey is down at number 31. Beyonce is at 36. And then you have Taylor Swift ahead of Melinda Gates and Mackenzie Scott, which is just... (laughs) <laughs> but how how do you how can she really be above those those people, right? I I mean, is she making that big of a difference in the world? It's just tough, right? Uh, I was talking the other day. Uh, someone said, "Well, Kylie Jenner is a billionaire," which I think she is listed yes. as. But I said, "How did she? You know, how does that? How do they account for that? She has the makeup business, but is that worth a billion? Or are they kind of counting some kind of nebulous influence?" Uh-huh. And, uh, it just feels like hard to actually break Put down. Put a number yeah, on. Yeah, right. It's so crazy. And it's a poll, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that makes it even harder. It yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, it's well, so. But, I mean, you're going to get a, uh, how many, you know, sometimes you'll get 1,000 people polled. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get 500. It, it's, she's yeah. popular. We know that. She is very popular as for sure. So, uh, gosh, it's going to get cold in oh, the man. next. Like, this is 
manageable. Like the 40s right. feel like you could go outside in shorts, but next week looking at it, no. do you just hunker down, stay in, and oh, don't do anything? Those I mean, Those are not temperatures. Those are like shoe sizes. A you know, high like of 11 on 11? Sunday. Come on. Yeah. I, I don't know, Heidi. I The older I get, I hate the this cold. cold. I, I have this little area where I have to go from inside my house. It's like a little port cashier, so it's like 12 feet. And I'm like, I'm going to oh, make a break for it. You know, yeah. it's like I've turned into such a baby. I'm bundled up hat on, gloves on, scarf on. Just to go out for a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I know we keep putting off. I've taken all the Christmas down. Minus our like lit up Merry Christmas sign that's still out on the fence, and I was looking at it today and procrastinating because I'm like I should really go do it right now before I, it gets. I wonder so cold. When, did you did you take down your lights? Did you I, have lights I, as well? I didn't have them outside, but okay. I took down all the other Christmas decor because I still have lights on the outside of the house, but I unplugged them. Does that that's count? kind of what I've done with the Merry Christmas yeah, yeah, sign too, yeah, so it doesn't yeah. look like yeah. I'm still celebrating. How long will you leave them there? Well, though. I mean, Unplugged. I'm going to have to probably get it this week. Did you hear my year-round lights idea? Or were you no. out for it? I think, I think this was last week. I think you were out. Uh, and, Jay, I'm not sure if you were here for that. I don't think I so. think I we it. should have lights up year-round because they look good, right? You drive down at night. It looks good. Do you want them to be Christmas lights or you want them to be different colors for different times of the year? Because there's those string lights. Yeah. I have some of those in the backyard. I do too. Those are kind of fun. I, I think like you got to pick neutral. So not like your your gaudy, different colored lights, but yeah. just get some, some neutral lights. lights out there. I think it could work year round. So are I, you guys, That's what I'm arguing for. I'm not saying that's a bad idea. Do you like, like when you go to see a Christmas house lit up, do you like, like one color? Do you like two colors? Or do you like all the colors? You know, I. For me, if it were my house, I wanted to be very simple yeah. and one. When I'm driving around, I say the more the merrier, just throw it up like Chevy Chase. I don't know if it's age too, Heidi. When I was a kid, I'm like, look at all those colors. This is so cool. And now I'm like, white. Well, I, got yeah. white. I got white. That, that's, it. that's it. Like, keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I've, I've got a family member that keeps up a tree year round and then changes the decor Oh, on the, the tree? tree. So, like, it'll be a Valentine's inside. Day tree? Inside. So, yeah. Like it, val- wow. I think he'll put up purple and pink lights up on for it. For Mardi Gras? Uh, for, and then for Mardi Gras, yep. And then St. Wow. Patrick's Day green lights. That's a and commitment. That I is. have no chance of doing that. No. Halloween comes back around. Halloween, you get orange. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, th- I laughed at it, but I kind of like it. Well, I kind of like seeing it. Fun. Yeah. Where do you keep all that stuff? Well, he keeps it out in the in the... Yeah. In the room with the tree. Yeah, that that's too much <laughs> for me. Well, no, like okay, the like the lights. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that goes down in the, yeah. the basement. The basement. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a whole different. I can't. Yeah, I have a tough time just keeping my dog and I together. Oh, that, that's like. <laughs> well, yeah, did I feed the dog this week? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, what kind of dog did you say you had? I've got a golden doodle. Yeah. yeah. Somebody uh, came out with a list of the five. I guess this is a a list from veterinarians. The Five neediest dog breeds. Tell me if you agree with this on the Woods Basement Systems text line, 84126. The Dotson, some have a Napoleon complex, meaning they're aggressive <laughs> to compensate for their small size. Heidi, it's always, I've always thought it funny to see the smallest dog either A, making the loudest noise or yep. being the boldest. You're like, who do you think you are? Have you not seen a mirror? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're this little thing over there. Great Dane. They require a lot of food and are prone to cancers and heart disease. They also need their nails trimmed regularly, so they're pretty needy. Labs, which I thought were just kind of the coolest dogs, 
endless energy and get into things. They're prone to issues with their paws and knee joints. Chihuahuas are sassy, confident. They're also prone to heart and eye diseases. Confident. How yeah, did those confident. dogs become confident? I don't, they haven't seen a mirror. <laughs> and then the French bulldog, which is always popular, but they tend to have some neck and knee and back problems. Also heart issues because of that flat snout. They also have some breathing. But, man, they have become so my, popular. So my, da- so my daughter uh, had one. My niece has one. And my uh, two of my nieces have them. Heidi, they snore. They're loud, they're, and, and I, they're not good-looking dogs to me. And my my uh, gosh, my daughters—they just think these these bulldogs are the yeah. end of it. They just think they're. I don't. I don't see that. Well, I, uh, I do the animal show on the weekends, Heidi, and we've talked about the French bulldog. They say, on average, for the lifespan, you'll pay eight thousand dollars in medical fees. Ooh. Ooh, an expensive dog. It's just, it's two to three times more expensive than us. Florida just had to pay for its ACL or whatever that thing. Uh-huh. For the like dog. Like three grand. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, what if the dog just limped a little? Uh-huh. It's not going to be the worst thing, yeah. is it? I don't know. It's pretty bad from what I hear, actually, Jay. It's painful for them? Because they don't, they, like, you know, in the wild, if you limp, you're you're done for, right? So they say that if they're limping at all, it's a big problem. Okay. I don't know. That's it's interesting because I do know that for humans, you do not have to have your ACL Mm-mm. fixed. Now you're going to have some lateral thing, but who's playing anything? Anymore? Yeah. At that point, somebody <laughs> says my cheat weenie thinks he's a big tough guy. A couple other people, many houses where I live in Webster, leave neutral lights up all year, including myself. That's from Julie. Well, there you go. Our friend Susan. We have white string lights strung on the screen porch. They're on a timer. Keep them up year round. So. Like it. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. If it's festive There's and it puts you in that mood and makes you kinder. Or, about the lights. I think outdoor it. lights for sure. And especially, yeah. like I said, that I wasn't going to have any projects this year. But I would like to put some outdoor lighting just up at the trees and up at the house. I just think it's so pretty. I did that in my backyard last year, Heidi. I, Game I changer. It, it, honestly, it really was. In the, in the summertime, I was like, wow, this is cool. But the other day when it snowed and the... It was gorgeous. I just, I was like, I hate the snow. And I looked at him like, but that's cool. Yeah. You know how it was coming down? And you could see and it you in the lights. It. And it was kind of almost dark. And yeah. I'm like, well, that was unexpected. Okay. So I still didn't like the snow, but I but was like, for a minute, I was like, okay. You could appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take it. talked about the new St. Louis County logo that Dr. Sam Page unveiled yesterday. Today, we're talking to his spokesperson, Doug Moore, about the decision and what else came from the county executive's state of the county address. Doug, thanks for joining us. Hey, Heidi. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, first of all, we were all debating, what was the old logo? Was it just the words St. Louis County that we saw on, like, the county parks trucks? Yeah, pretty much. You would see um, different iterations of it. There were some green and blue, um, and that was the the logo. We went back in the archives. We talked to a historian of the county, and no one could really lay a hand on what the original logo was supposed to be over time. People just kind of changed the, the font a little bit and the colors a little bit, but there was no real logo. It was just those those words, St. Louis County, that you were seeing. So why was this so important to Dr. Page? Well, as he talked about in his state of the county yesterday, 
you know, we are a St. Louis County. It lacks a real identity. We have what 87 municipalities and 20 some school districts. So you've got over 100 types of government uh, just in one county alone. And we're the largest county in, in Missouri, but we don't really have a brand. A lot of people think of the Arch as sort of what represents St. Louis region, but you know that's in the city, not the county. So we talked about this really way back in 2019 when he um, became county executive. Of course, it got backburnered through other things, you know, including the pandemic for a few years. So last year, actually it was in 2022, we brought it back and said, you know, let's let's work on this. We have a little breathing room to do it. We partnered with uh, Elasticity, the marketing firm, and sat down and just walked through this and said, you know, we want something that builds excitement and pride and people can see it and say, oh, that's St. Louis County. You know, St. Louis City has a, a flag that I think is universally liked. Everything, Everyone thinks it's pretty cool. Puts it on hats and T-shirts and bumper stickers, things like that. Well, we, you know, we're a little envious. It's like we want something that's cool, too, that instills pride in people. And you can clearly, like, identify that as St. Louis County. So we're hoping that with the launch yesterday that that gets us on our way. Hey Doug, this uh, Jay Delsing here. How um, hey, how how you doing? How is the county doing financially? Are are we in good shape? How how do we how do we sit? Well, the, last year, if you follow the news uh, closely, you saw probably a lot of headlines about budget challenges. There, you know, we are one of those governments where, for years, we've been spending more than we bring in. And there hasn't been uh, a tax increase, a property tax increase since 1984. Um, so, you, you know, in inflation, everything's going up. I mean, you, you see that in your own household expenses. So we have a deficit of around $40 million, um, but we have reserves that will get us through um, the next couple of years. But, you know, there's a point where you have to decide. The council decided this year that, the, the short-term answer was to make cuts, and I think it was around $40 million in cuts across St. Louis County government. So, And do we know, you know what's going away with those cuts? Um, we all the, all the department heads are kind of analyzing that right now. I think what, you're not going to see any drastic uh, changes. You're still going to have services. It's just going to be we're not going to be able to staff up things where we – like Dr. Page talked about, for example, there's two billion with a B um, road projects that have just been deferred and deferred and deferred. So roads that need to be rebuilt, curb sidewalks, things like that, those are just going to have to be sort of patched and make do with what we have along the way. But you're still going to, you know, you know, the snow plows will be out, uh, the roads will be salted. And we will continue working through that. You know, the one thing that the easy way to do is you just don't fill vacant jobs and you because um, payrolls, you know, the biggest expense of the government and we have those folks do it. But we are pushing for Dr. Pages, another revenue source. Um, you might have seen last year, too, that the county residents passed a marijuana sales tax. We're, the forecast is that's going to bring in between three and four million dollars a year based on what's coming in so far. So that'll help. He also would like the voters to consider an online sales tax, which could bring in around ten million dollars a year. That, of course, is you know some communities have that, some states have that. Where uh, in St. Louis County you don't. So 
we'd like to even the playing field for the small business folks out there who have to charge you that sales tax when you go in to buy whatever it is you're buying. And that's an unfair advantage to them because that's going to cost you more if you go into that store versus just going online and buying it. So uh, I think between those two things, we can shore up the revenues and uh, make sure that we don't have to make any cuts to services that will adversely affect folks. We're talking to Doug Moore, Chief Communications Officer for St. Louis County Executive Sam Page. And I know yesterday Dr. Page praised the county staff for many things. At the top of the list, the demolition of the old Jamestown Mall beginning. What's the timeline for that, and do we know what's going to go in that space? Well, yeah, that was long, and, you know, that's, that seems like that was years in the making, you know, that had been vacant for a really long time. So it was great to finally get the money together for that to happen. Uh, the timeline is uh, summer, this summer of 2024. That should be completely cleared. There are no uh, specifics yet on that. They are still working with a firm to get input from the community. The community, I know, would like to have a, a mixed-use development there, maybe townhouses and retail. Um, and, of course, if that is what happens ultimately, then that's what would be marketed for that area. In the meantime, it will be sodded and as a sort of a, a manicured green space. They'll just keep it. It's, you know, so it's a big space uh, for anyone who's familiar with James Tomall in North County. So it, this is a huge redevelopment opportunity and it's a priority of uh, the administration and the county council uh, as a whole yeah i know we also mentioned commissions to address crime and jail reform can you tell me more about what's planned yeah so we reconvened that the the crime commission as it's it's called was something that hadn't been um around for a long time but we all know that public safety is the top priority of everybody no matter where you live and so they have been looking at ways to work better together. That means the courts, the jails, the judges, um, the police department, of course, and really looking at how do we reduce crime without um, locking everybody up for minor offenses as well. And re- what we've seen from police that's promising is, you remember the um, all of the vehicle thefts from Kia and Hyundai oh, mainly? Yeah. They have those have gone down significantly, which is good, um, and uh, violent crime is down. So those, those are all good things, but it's it's just it's a priority of everybody, and we're putting a lot of time and money into that. Um, he also mentioned yesterday the two new police precincts that are coming online in the next few months. One um, February fifth, I think we're cutting the ribbon on. Afton Southwest Precinct, there'll be a new one there. And then up in North County, um, probably in April, that one will be finished. And what that does is really provides more space for the police to do their job, better technology. And actually, there's some community spaces that are being put into those so police can interact better with the community and hold public meetings there and things like that. So those are going to be two big wins for um, for St. Louis County. And I know the residents are really excited about those coming online. Yeah, I know something else that I felt like flew under the radar, but that he mentioned the historic African-American schoolhouse that opened in Faust Park last year. I mean, this is really cool. Yeah, that was really great. And what was really special is Doris uh, Fisher. She's a uh, was a substitute teacher there when that school was still in wow. existence. And she's in her 90s now. 
and her daughter brought her to the state of the county yesterday. So it was great to give her a shout out. And we were doing a slideshow presentation along with it, and there were photos of her there. So it was kind of a really special moment. But yeah, being able to preserve that history and show folks, because it's now at a Faust Park next to a schoolhouse that uh, taught exclusively white kids. And it's just great to see the difference in the condition of the type of buildings, the size of the buildings, the materials that were used. So it's a really important part of our history. And um, anyone who's not been to the historic village in Faust Park, I, I really strongly suggest you do that because that was a really nice, nice event. How many buildings are now part of that village? It feels like it just kind of gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, I, I want to say it's about 20. Wow. I, I don't know the exact number, wow. but yeah, it's, it it's very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they keep adding to it. Yeah, one of the many uh, hidden gems. Well, Doug Moore, thank you so much for joining us and kind of giving us a uh, review of what Dr. Sam Page said yesterday in the state of the county. And I'm sure you're getting probably uh, both sides of the coin when it comes to the logo. I know a lot of people on our text line not the time for a new logo, but you have a plan in place, and this wasn't something that just came out of nowhere. And just. We're going to open source that logo so that people like STL Style and Series 6 can make hats and uh, shirts, and then you guys can go out and buy them and wear them for us because we really want everyone out there to be wearing our new logo with pride. So um, anything you can do, we'd appreciate it. All right. Doug Moore, thank you very much. (laughs) All right. It's good to talk to you. last two hours, there was a headline at First Alert 4, Alton woman charged after her infant daughter overdosed on fentanyl. I mean, obviously, this is a huge problem, and there's a Senate hearing on stopping the flow of fentanyl. Ann Flaherty, senior national policy reporter with ABC News, joins us from Washington. I, I can't believe that we're just now trying to tackle this. Well, you know, I think there have been many efforts within the administration and within Congress to to try to go after this major crisis. I mean, it really is a bipartisan effort, um, which is surprising given this Congress. But, you know, lawmakers today saying, well, let's go after the money. If you follow follow the money, maybe we can sort of do something about this supply. Um, and I, d- I do want to talk about that because I had mentioned something on, on the station earlier today that wasn't quite right. It's China that is producing a lot of these uh, illegal substances. Um, But in 2019, when China started to clamp down on it, they began to ship the raw materials to Mexico. So both China and Mexico are involved in this. And that's part of what makes it so difficult. So the lawmakers today saying, let's go after these individuals and sanction them. Let's go after it where it hurts. Try to go through the banking system to try to punish them from creating this system that's hurting the United States. So that's what they were talking about today. Hey, Ann, um, we heard so much in the last couple of years about the, you know, the opioids and, and, and oxy and all that. Where does the fentanyl, gosh, I hate to say rank, but like, where are we with, with all that? Well, a lot of what's happening, they say, is that it's being mixed in with fentanyl. So, you know, you have a lot of, uh, not-so-smart drug dealers playing chemists. Um, And this is something that we heard from the artist Jelly Roll was testifying today, that he was sort of the big celebrity on the Hill. Um, He's a rapper-turned-country artist uh, who said, 
you know, at one point I was a drug dealer and I was mixing this stuff in my kitchen, having no idea what I'm doing. But a lot of what they're doing is mixing these drugs, um, selling them as, for example, you know, counterfeit uh, Xanax, something that somebody would take and thinks think that it's a legitimate drug. But really, when they look at it, it's counterfeit. It's just basically fentanyl. Um, but it can be mixed with these other drugs. And that's what's making it so dangerous is most people who are looking for some kind of relief, mental health relief, physical relief. You know, a lot of people take try to take things, try to find things because they have back pain, things like that. And they get addicted to it. They don't know what they're taking. And that's what's so dangerous right now. When it comes to fentanyl, is it being moved by cartels? Yeah. So I looked into this. This is really fascinating. Prior to 2019, China was the primary source for U.S.-bound illicit fentanyl. But then what happened in, a, in May of 2019 was that the government there clamped down on them after a lot of pressure from the U.S. and other countries. So what these bad actors in China started to do was to take these uh, basically raw materials, these, these precursor chemicals that are used to produce fentanyl, and they start shipping them through the mail to Mexico, Mexican cartels, and they start providing money laundering. Uh, to, to cover their financial trails. So all of this then eventually makes its way to the United States, and that's how it's getting in here. Okay. Now, I'm just ridiculously ignorant when it comes to this, but when we say, like, these drug dealers are kind of mixing in fentanyl, are they doing that to make more money, to make the drugs more powerful? What is the reason for mixing it? Yeah, you know, they, we, we've interviewed drug dealers who have been thrown behind bars for the rest of their lives to say, you know, what was your calculation here? Because when you can't kill your customers, you know, it's, it's really sort of a dumb idea. They think that they're smarter. They think that they're not going to be able, they're going to be able to get away with it, one. But two, that they can kind of get the amount right. The problem is that even a small amount of fentanyl can be very lethal. So, you know, you're not dealing with particularly uh, smart, educated chemists here. You're dealing with people who want to make a buck. Yeah. And that's the problem. And and a lot of them are selling these drugs, and then they're disappearing. And, and they're very difficult to find. So um, a very, very difficult problem that the U.S. is trying to solve here. So, Ann, it sounds like as they if they're going into Mexico and then so they're just getting distributed like with the other with other drugs, with with cocaine, the whole what, what whatever else they're selling. Then it's just another part of the menu. Yeah, and I think that one thing that people should know is that, you know, whatever drug you're taking, you don't know if it's illegal. You don't know if fentanyl has been mixed in. That is the problem. I mean, one example I saw was um, in China, uh, there's a horse tranquilizer, um, xylazol, I think. I can't remember the name of it. But it was getting mixed in with fentanyl and coming into the United States. And that was a big problem because, obviously, you know, people think that they are going to take their chances with one type of illegal drug, and then they end up getting fentanyl, which can be lethal. So what's the next steps for the Senate? So the Senate has actually already passed this bill. They passed it in July as part of a, a broader um, package on defense spending. Now they're, they're trying to press the House to get it across the finish line. So what they want to do is try to sanction these in individuals, uh, try to follow those money trails, make it more difficult um, for these international actors to be selling within the United States. Wow. All right. Well, hopefully they can uh, find some way to at least slow the flow of fentanyl. Ann Flaherty, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Somebody on the text line said they watched Traffic on Netflix. One of the episodes deals with cartels and fentanyl. It was very interesting. So I just don't know enough about it. Heidi, they got to be mixing it to, to save money or something, right? I mean, you don't. 
There's yeah. got to be some weird. Well, and like she said, you don't want to kill off your customer because then who's coming back for that? But that is, to me, and we could have the argument about legal uh, marijuana, but that, I think, is kind of the safe bet. I would rather go to a place or have my, you know, family member go to a place that it's regulated, you know exactly what's in it, you know it's not going to kill you, and you know who's actually selling it to I you. I have a hard time seeing these what, pots on a top of a stove or cooked up yeah. and then melting it down and then trying to, I mean... It's what, so scary. What could go wrong? Uh, everything. Oh, man. Terrible. Yeah. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. All right. Back in the day, this one's for Josh. President Theodore Roosevelt declared the Grand Canyon as a national monument. Oh, what year was that? That was 1908. Wow. So it's 116 years ago that happened. Uh, 51 years ago, uh, the American League introduced the designated hitter. Wow. wow. 51 years ago. 1973. It was a trial, uh, which, of course, now is just the rules everywhere, including mm-hmm. nationally. Uh, and then one more baseball one. In two th- 2010, Mark McGuire admitted he was using performance-enhancing uh. drugs when he broke the home run record in 1998. Yes. So 14 years ago is when he admitted it. We remember it fondly? I don't know. Gosh, there were some crazy times with what Uh, he did and brought fans back into the park. I know. It's a love kind of hate relationship. It definitely is. I I might be wrong on this, but I think there was a time where they weren't necessarily, they were illegal, but they weren't, according to Major League Baseball, like banned. Uh-huh. And then there was a banning on them, and I think that's where that's it all, where it all yeah, kind of I, went I think so. awry. Well, coming up, we've got our headlines, and then Big D will be in studio with, of course, your chance to win some of his money. So if you'll hang out with us, play along here on the Big 550 KTRS. Our headlines for this Thursday afternoon, January 11th, Hamilton returning to the fabulous Fox Theater. The Broadway smash musical will return to the fabulous Fox August 28th through September 8th. Now, season ticket holders who renew their subscription for the 2024-25 season get priority access to purchase tickets for Hamilton before they go on sale to the general public. The other shows that will be part of the 24-25 Broadway season will be announced at a later date. Have you seen it? I haven't, but Uh, I've got to get Did you love it? so good. Yeah. yeah. How so talented good. are those live performers? I mean, come on. Well, that is ridiculous. And for Lynn Manuel Miranda to write a musical about history and make kids go, now who was this guy? I know. What, That's I mean, how did, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, okay, so the first known piece of mail sent using a prepaid stamp is from 1840. It's going to be auctioned off, and it could fetch up to two and a half million dollars. That's great! Like, was, who kept that? I don't. I can't find my roll of stamps I bought last week. <laughs> no. The, the letter's original recipient was William uh, Blankensop. He was 35 year old manager of a Victorian inn in a little town in England called Bedlington, and so uh, somehow 
this was found in uh, in his estate, and it will go on auction this week. That's cool. Family Behind Balkan Treat Box opens new concept. Telva at the Ridge opened yesterday. The new counter service cafe and coffee shop with an adjoining event space is located adjacent to Rolling Ridge Nursery on North Gore in Webster Groves, and you can get a variety of Balkan-inspired dishes, including wood-fired roasted coffee, salad, soups, pastries, and open-faced sandwiches. Co-owner and chef Lorne Nalik said in a statement picked up by the St. Louis Business Journal that even though these might not be breakfast and lunch items that people have seen before, all the flavors are comforting and familiar, and we're doing them our own way. I'm telling you, that woman doesn't make anything that isn't delicious. That sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. In Fairfax, Virginia, there's this crazy group of bandits that are using flowers to break into people's homes. Flowers? Yeah. So they've got this. A woman will go carrying a big bouquet of roses and will go knock on the door. And you think that it's your delivery? Right. Which are someone sending you? You know, it's not completely unheard of for someone to be sending you flowers. Anyway, so... Um, They use spray paint, and so here's the deal. So they'll knock on the door, and if someone comes to the door, they'll actually give them the flowers and leave. If they don't, she calls. So they've got this on some cameras that some of the homes have. She'll get on the phone. She'll call. They'll get spray paint and spray as much of the cameras as they can, and they'll break into the house and rob them. So in this is happening in Fairfax, Uh. Virginia. There's been five or six robberies, and so the police are now going to... They're looking and, and uh, reaching out to the community to see, hey, can you help us? Did any of you receive flowers? What does she look like? Because they've got some some pictures, but it's funky camera. Ang- yeah, I mean, what yeah. the lengths people will go to. That's true. And it's like if they just worked that hard at keeping a job and making money instead of stealing from other people, it just makes me so angry. But I'll tell you what will make you happy. Big D coming into studio and your chance to win some of his money. That's coming up after a short break. Well, Darren should be here any minute, but before we give his money away, We've got more winter warm-up passes to give away. We've got a uh, two passes to give away for the entire weekend. You do not want to miss the annual Cardinals Care Winners Warm-Up. I mean, it's coming to Bush Stadium in Ballpark Village this weekend. You can uh, text right now, go cards, to win a pair of three-day admission tickets. But if you don't win those and you want to go because it is a good time, you get up close and personal access to a lot of players and just, you know, it's kind of gets you in the spirit of baseball, don't you think? I'm ready. I, I yeah. mean, anything that'll get me off of uh, feeling cold. Yes. <laughs> Thinking about snow and all that other, I'm, I'm down. Opening day will be here before you know it. Anyway, you can uh, get all the full details about winter warm-up taking place this weekend. Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village. Just go to cardinals.com slash WWU, and then we'll pick the... Uh, Let's go with the 15th person on the text line. Woods Basement Systems text line 84126 with a good old go karts. I don't think anybody's ever going to forget 
that song. And I, Prince has so many great songs. But some of the most annoying things we forget. Like you were mentioning earlier in the office, like, where are your keys? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I'm looking for my glasses and they're on my head. I know. You know, but the, the passwords, how many different passwords you have to have. And then as the new year changes, remembering to write whatever the new date is what drives you crazy when are you good at remember people's names i'm pretty good at names heidi when my mom my mom passed away at 90 and my and she spent about 12 years without my dad uh, they were married for a long time and so i was kind of that person to to hang out with her a lot and she did so well i, I it was so frustrating for me because when she would get on her laptop or she would just start hitting stuff you know like and and I and and I think now I can't remember a password name. I've got this whole list and yeah. that thing, and and I was ticked at her, and she was like eighty five years old. I I had it wrong. And could I had do it completely it all. wrong. I'm awful. Like I names. I wish I'd do better. I've have found just in our few days together, you do a good job of repeating the person's name, uh-oh. and I think that's one of the rules of remembering a name is if you say it back. A couple of times. So, Heidi, I heard this thing when I was a kid. And, you know, I heard a lot of things when I was a kid. I forgot probably (laughs) the important things. But they said if you want to remember something, say it seven times. So... That's, That's kind I, of what I've, you I've, I've, do. Yeah, I've thought about that. Now I still forget, like where I parked my car. Uh-huh. I'll walk out and go, "Yeah, I thought it was here," and it's I don't on know. The other. I don't know where it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People's birthdays. If it wasn't for Facebook and it popping up, I would forget I so put many on my birthdays. Phone. I put it so because my um, my grandson's turned two yesterday. Yep. So I got his truck on the way and all that, but it was because I put a reminder in my phone like four days, like don't forget Rose's don't birthday. Forget, yeah. Don't yeah. forget. But don't forget. And then as forget. soon as I lose my phone, I'm toast. Yeah. So. What about when you walk into a room and you can't f- remember for the life of you while you even walked into the room? What were you going to get or what were you going to do? I know I'll do that sometimes. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have shoes on. Yeah. You dummy. I mean, how hard can it be? But oh, you know what drove me crazy when I was a kid and um. I was a fourth of five. My dad would literally run through the entire roster of children's names, names until he got to me. And I only have four, and I do the same thing. I'm like, you know what I mean. You yeah, know. which oh, one hey, is, you. Uh-huh. Hey, you, come over here. Yeah, yeah but and I think as a kid, you just kind of get used to your mom calling yeah. you yeah. all of that names, even your aunt's name every yeah. once in a while. It's like, you'll, you'll finally <laughs> get to it as oh, far as, man. you know, that. Or sometimes I forget, you know, I have started to text somebody back, and then all of a sudden three days later, I look down at my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, I never hit send. I did that. I did that with a friend. I've got a question. Like, if you're texting somebody mm-hmm. and then you have a question like, hey, do you want to go to dinner? And they don't respond. Does that mean no? <laughs> like, I need to, That's what I hate about texting, Heidi. I'm like... You need a little more context, a you little. Can you help me out? Yeah, like mm-hmm. like if you and I are talking on the phone, I'm going to get your inflection. I'm. It's, yeah. it's not as good as looking at you like we no. are now, but still, I'm like, so are you not coming? Is that no? To just tell me no then. I'm a big boy. I'll take yeah. no, but I'm like, uh, yeah. My kids, I'm like, hey, guys, if this is this and, this, and they're like, uh, yeah, Dad, they just don't respond. I'm like, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, people are mean. I know. It's the Big Thursday Giveaway with Big D from H.W. Kia of West County on the Big 550 KTRS.
being here one day a week. I, I missed you on Tuesday, but I know that you got a couple businesses to run. I mean, Big D back in the studio. So what have you been up to? Uh, just working. That's all. Yeah. yeah, it's just gotten harder because we. I had to let somebody go. Oh, you you're know, not good at that yeah, either. That sucks. <laughs> do you do it yourself, or you have well, one of your managers I try not come to in? Anymore. I used to. Sometimes yeah. I, you have to. Depends on what level of yeah. employee maybe it is. But we just had to part ways, and it was okay, and they both agreed. So, uh, so. So now you're hiring. Yeah, no, I'm not. You're I think just, we'll be okay. You're just gonna leave <laughs> it as gonna, is. Try to leave it as is for a minute, and. Uh, I gave Jason more duties to do, so I think he'll step up now and give him something yeah. else to learn. And so, yeah, I think we're going to be okay. That's why I was late today. Uh, running late, so. It's not exactly all uh, kind not. of flowers and rainbows no. running your own business, is it? No, I mean, I'd rather do that than not. Yeah, I, you know, than I mean, answer I to somebody so. else? Well, I just, I just like the challenge of it. It's, you know, every day is... You know, I think I'm going broke. So it's kind of a fun. Oh, it it keeps, you know, that, I, I, that sounds stupid. But, you know, it, I live like that. And it, it is a, I just do. It's it's a. It's a. It's amazing what it's can a, motivate you, yeah, though, right? Is, I mean, yeah. the, the I fear. Mean, the, some, fear you talk is, about fear. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, if uh, I don't do this, my children That's, might not eat. Yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of fear-based. Get which, my butt out of bed and go. Yeah, I don't know if I if, think about that. It's true. It is fear-based. I don't know how nice that is to feel, but I've had it my whole life. <laughs> it's just the way you work. My whole life. Except you always, you don't put everything in one basket. You have yeah. so many different things. I mean, we haven't even done an update on the burger joints lately. What's right. going on there? I got. I should say this on the radio but you know the one we're doing up in north county <laughs> yeah it's not open yet and i figured out why well the city's involved oh i was telling someone last night about it i said you know we've spent so much time i got a picture last night of a guy in there on his knees redoing the floors and i've watched a shake shack go up next to me the whole uh, thing went up in uh, three three months it's taken us a year <laughs> over a year to get this just little the permits building. and everything well, else the, that you have to- part, the city owns the building Oh. I shouldn't say I'm going to get in trouble. But, and so it's just, I don't know what they're doing. It's just taking forever for us to get our stuff done. Because we've opened those riches. Usually it takes us four or five months and we're up and running. And this is taking, I mean, they wanted me to be open last last um, New Year's. It was the goal. <laughs> oh <laughs> last New Year's. So you're a year just, And this over. building's about as big as this room. And they just keep dragging their feet. Because we're pretty much ready to go. We've got all the equipment. We've got it in. I've, I got the boost. We're ready. Isn't that insane to have the government? It's, uh, it's wild. That's it not, is. That's and, not yeah. their lane, no. man. That's it's not, not their, their lane. lane. I've and, heard that before yeah. when there are other uh, restaurants trying to open and yeah. they're waiting on liquor licenses yeah. and wait. And it's like, look, if you want the city to thrive, let's yeah. go. Get it going. And this one's more interesting because they own the building and we're connected yeah. to them. So that that's, makes it a bigger dynamic. And we went to a, a meeting. I went to one of the board of adjustment meetings, and they're asking me what the menu is going to be. I'm like, are you kidding me right really? now? Really? Yeah, at this Why point. I don't yeah. even know. So, right. you know, what yeah. would you like it to be? But so that's been uh, a different deal, but it's – it's okay. It's been okay. it's been all right. Now, It'll be good. I have done. never asked you this before. And they're all before. nice. Don't get yeah. me wrong. They just move at the speed of um, a slot. nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah. Do Those you speed. make any yeah. uh, New Year's resolutions? No, I never. I never have. Yeah. You just continue to hope, knock it I out. I don't of like the park. hope. Hope, uh, hope. hope. Hope doesn't work for me. No. Or resolution. I don't. I just don't. It's not yeah. any of that. Nah. I don't think you get it that way. Do I don't know. I never have. set certain goals for the dealership that you uh, want to acquire. We do set goals. And- we do, but you know they're really not goals. We try to make them um, more of a um, projection that we're going to hit. When these guys set goals, they set them too high, and then what happens is you're so far apart from your goal, you give up. Yeah. So we try to 
I can't think of what we call them. There's a different name we've used, which mentally it just it's more of a you better get this done. You know, yeah. it's here's the a budget, more of a budget. Like this is what we want to do versus a goal, because most goals never get hit, and then you're. You're chasing something that's not even realistic, and everybody gives up, and then you're it's just— It's not easy setting those goals yeah, either, yeah. because if you set them yeah. too low, you're like, well, hell, I could that's have right. sold three more cars. Yeah. Exactly like, right. like, I don't want you to shut down if you— That's the problem. Yeah. And, you know, and I set them too high, because yeah. somebody asked me today, we were in a meeting, and or no, we were in the showroom, and we were selling a car, and I said, let's get this done. And they said, is it always a glass ceiling? Because I'm never satisfied with three, I want four, uh-huh. four. And I go, you know, I just have lived that way. You know, I don't, what's enough? A little more. I mean, uh, I just want more of whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. good or bad. So, yeah, goals are, I don't like them. Yeah. Because no one ever hits them. They're lofty. It's a, To me, it's a conversation that doesn't go anywhere for me. Other people, I'm sure, do great with them, you know. And you got to, I mean, and I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. You probably do need goals. And we got to have ambition and all that. But hope and goals to me, they're just things that don't ever come true. For you just get stuck. I just get stuck. I just want to get, get stuck yeah. done. I like to run late and sleep in. Yeah. You know. I, know, I know. Somebody wants to know where exactly the new restaurant is oh, going to be in North give County. Up where it is. Okay, it's in Belnor. Okay, it's connected to the. I'm just. It's and I like these people. Don't get me wrong. And they've, they've been fantastic. It's just something has slowed us down to the point of stop. It's 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 next to the Belmar Police Station, the city yeah. hall. So it's been, it was Breakaway Cafe. I don't know if you, if you remember that for years, and they went out of business, and we had no business being up there, and I didn't want to be up there, not for any reason bad. I just didn't. Yeah. There's too many restaurants, and I don't want the competition. But they asked us to come, and we're here. Wow. So let's go back to cars right yes. now. Do you have a lot of cars on the lot? You know, we're, I went to that meeting in uh, Chicago, and we do. We're getting cars. I got an extra 20 last month. I got 17 this month. So, yeah, they're starting to come in, but we're turning them. Which How, is was your, How was your December? Did you, is it historically? We didn't hit our goal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, historically, it's the best month in the car business because they put all these December to remember. Everybody's got their rebates and stuff. This year, not so much because people were just now getting inventory back. So ours wasn't that great. Ours sucked. We like the word suck. Yeah. Ours sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So ours, it's like you shaking the, yeah. Same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd Jay's ball go? Same thing. Uh, not good. Uh, yep. not yeah. Don't good. ask. If you got to ask, it's not a good thing. So, no, it was a tough month. I mean, we pulled through it, but it wasn't a... You know, it was just it didn't didn't add up like it should have. So if December is one of those big months, is January kind of oh, a tough one? Murder. Yep. It is. January and February were very hard. Just because everybody's All the incentives are gone. We're starting over and it's cold, it's nasty, everybody's People don't broke. want to get out. You just spent a they bunch of money at Christmas. Christmas. You're like, Why did I do yeah. that? Now I gotta try to pay for that. Yeah, so you've gotta yeah. really get down and dirty and manufacture some deals and give people a reason to want to trade. Yeah, I mean, you really do, or you get the lady that or customer that comes in that the car just shot craps. You know, you yeah. you got that buyer, or an accident, total loss. We get some of those, but but it's not just like your the tire door is nah, not happening. No. But I will say this year, I feel like we've got things happening, and we're making some changes, and we're doing some things differently. I think it's going to be a very good year for us personally. Let this. Um, this last year wasn't a great year for me. Yeah. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't what I was. It wasn't what you wanted. It wasn't what I wanted, and we you dropped didn't the ball. Your goals. It didn't meet my goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just we dropped the ball, and it was internal. It was one of those deals where we lost the game ourselves. We are mm-hmm. the reason 
period. And we're going to, we've made some changes and I think we're going to fix that. You know. So right now, do you have 2023s filling 24s, the lot? 24s. 24s wow. Do the makes yeah. and models look mostly the same? Most or does of the it, same, yeah. Everything, yeah. There's no thing. They do refreshers all the time. But I don't think there's anything in 24 that looks that much different. No, I would well, say Well, why nothing. would you change the Telluride? Because that thing is they've flying off the line. Yeah. Awesome. They've just it done is. a few little enhancements. You go, wow, that looks better. You don't realize until they, they curve this or move yeah. that a little bit, and it looks yeah. good. Yeah. But, Man. but it, everything's, everything is um, picking up as far as um, inventory. We're getting, so if you're looking to buy a car now, I don't care if it's from me or anybody else, now's the time. There's deals. There's rebates. There's incentives. These electric cars, Jesus you could take those back, but really, <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm just being honest. Yeah, I, I think they went too fa- too fast, too far, too quick. Kia, it, it, I told you last time what it cost them to sell a car. What? Thirty grand. When I was up there, every car, every EV they ship us, it costs them thirty thousand in a negative way. What? Yeah, from all the all the each car, they've had to tell the government, you got to slow down on these things. You're killing us. So wow. they lose thirty grand a car, and right now we're losing. I just sold an EV today and lost ten thousand. It's ridiculous. It's ignorant. So how are you supposed what to stay in business, business doing that? Well, here's what's happened: they all these regulations, and they've they've spent all this money on the research. Key and all these manufacturers have the the facilities. The they're saying it's killing. You got to yeah. stop. And hopefully, that's you know we'll see with this election if something changes and we, we kind of back. And nobody can tell you what a battery's going to cost. We can't yeah. tell you. We can't right. tell you where they're going to go when they're done. Nothing. We can't tell you where to get charged up properly. Maybe. Maybe we're not. It's that's a tough it's one because people do before they put because it's not a cheap car. No. Before you put that money in it, you want to know. Well, you want to know where am I going to end up if this thing runs out of charge? That's correct. And and, and I'm being dramatic. There are yeah. places in that, but I'm just yep. saying for as far as as much as we've got an inventory, thirty percent of my inventory is EV right now, mm. and I don't need any of them. Yeah. I don't need any of them. But you have to have them. You have to. You're going to ship them to you one way or the other. Is there a time frame where the manufacturers generally make bigger changes than others? Like, do they wait two years? Do they wait five years? That's a good question. Uh Because you can tell, like, when all of a sudden you're like, oh, that car looks good. Okay. Now, you're a little older than me. I'm older Which than that. There he goes, Heidi. I'm the oldest guy in the room. And, Connor, and, you be quiet. And I used to say that, didn't I, Heidi? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're here, and I oh, hope you stay yeah, forever. I'm so glad I'm I making feel you feel good. better. You yeah. do. I'm just, delighted. Just your presence yeah. makes me feel right. young. Yeah. Because I was always the older person, and it's nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend if you want to dye your hair, I know a place you can go. Because I'm doing it. But to your point, if you remember back in the day, I'm going to go back 60s, 70s, 80s. They used to have salon shows yeah. for cars. Yep. They'd cover the windows of the dealerships when a new model came right. out and invite you in and do an unveiling. That's how cool. dramatic it was. Yeah, but, it was super cool. But they change every five to seven years. Now, every five to seven minutes, something is being changed. Meaning, when I was I was with Mercedes for 20 years, we used to have salon shows. We'd invite all of our customers, feed them, have the new product. But we would, they would change every four or five years. Now they're changing like yeah, everybody all the time. else. Yeah. And yeah. the reason is the competition. You just it, One thing feeds on another. So now they do a change. They do a refresher mid-year. It's so hard for us to keep track of when things are changing. Um, what was your question? Is there so? Is there a time frame? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, is, there, is there a time frame where they make the overhaul you know yeah, where there's right. a major change instead of the tiny little tweet. and there used to be now you, there's not there's you know, not you every okay. every 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 model is different 
The, the Sorrento may change in three. The Telluride may change in two. They just watch the, what's selling. Okay. And if it's still selling, they may they keep, keep it, it a little bit. Or if the competition of that body style hasn't changed, they're going to wait and play the game. And what happens, that's why you'll see Kia's oh, hot. so hard to keep yeah. up with. Kia's hot, and then you watch Toyota fall because their product's stale. All of a yep. sudden, they get hot. Yeah. We're all chasing they come each up other. with something yeah. cool something or innovative. Cool, yeah. And that's what yeah. happens. Yeah. And we that all kind of we all kind of have our up and downs. Somebody has brought up a, an interesting point. Do men buy cars anymore? Who is your main buyer? Is it mostly women? Do you, is it 50-50? Who comes well, in to your... Women make the decision, typically. Yeah. You know, it seems like. It still seems that way, which is... I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Jenny, I'll be quiet on okay. that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I, they, I, I think they know. probably make better decisions. Maybe sometimes yeah. you know they really wiser. Do. Yeah, probably. Um, but shop shopping wise, uh, now used to a man would come in, you'd say, but buy the car now. And now a woman comes in, we used to say, well, when's your husband coming back with you? Uh-huh. Back in the eighties when I was doing it, well, that is not, not going to get thing. you anywhere. So now women come in. I can tell you this, or men. And they make their decision without the spouse. That's we, interesting. You yeah. don't see a lot. You know, they'll say, "Honey, go get the car." You know the yeah. deal. It's we not go to a line. partnership, kind of as far no, as that it's not goes. That because they, we've made it so transparent most of the time. You go online. If a car is fifty thousand, you'll see it's discounted to forty eight five. There's not much room left. Honey, go in, get the car. Here's yeah. what our trade's worth. Kelly said it's worth eighteen. Get close to that. I'm watching the game. It's done. <laughs> it's done. They don't want to waste their time with yeah, it. Right. Back in the old days, it's three days. They would yeah. come in, they go to dinner, they come back. They, it's now it's a quicker transaction. Sometimes it's done online. Without even coming in, because the the price there's not much there. The yeah, internet has made us. You can't play with it that much. No, the internet has got us all down to nothing for the most part, unless it's a hot product. Yeah. But if it's if I got fifty of them, and, and Bomarito's got fifty, and he's got fifty, what are we going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. I can't be the highest guy. Right. On the internet, because you're not going to come to are me. Are you thinking about getting out of the car business? Never, never. <laughs> I love it. No, it's, it's, as crazy as that is, it's, it's got it's got its perks. Yeah. And they, and they do, and it's great, and it's fun. And every day is a new day. It's adrenaline. It's, it's, I mean, it's like this all day. It's organized chaos. You meet good. I met a lady today. She's 83 driving a soul. She just oh, put her husband in the nursing on. home. Come on. That's so yeah, good. She just put her husband in the nursing home. She's getting him back out because he misses her so bad, she told him. Oh. So she's dragging him back out of there and going to get it in her house. Really? I mean, yeah, so that was cool. But it's just, you know, like I said, there's parts, service, new and used. There's four businesses in one, plus all the other things that feed in and out. We yeah. employ a lot of people. We employ a lot of vendors. It's an interesting business. It really for sure. is. It, it, it's yeah. You and you think about how many cars are sold every day. Oh, it's, in, it's, it's it almost insane. scares you yeah. because what happens if I would think what if it stops? I mean, yeah. or slows down <laughs> to the point where it's really really slow. The gifts will get really, really they, cheap. Well, I hope Just, the car yeah. business so stays because my shoes are yeah. really, sandals, really nice. Sandals next year. <laughs> yeah. Sandals, you know, it was a tough year. <laughs> Flip-flops, not even sandals. <laughs> Let's get somebody on the line to win some of Big D's money. You still have enough money to give away today? So, Darren, several great albums are turning 40 this year. Connor's going to play one of the most popular songs from three of the albums and then... Jason, who's on the line, is going to tell us who's singing it. So I know uh, Darren always has a question to start things off, Jason. So here you go. Hey, uh, Jason, where'd you grow up at? Hi, Darren. Hi. Uh, Franklin County, out near Pacific, has six flags. Oh, oh, in Franklin yeah. County. We don't get a lot of Franklin County. I like that. All oh, right. great. So we're going to go $50 a song, you think? Can you handle that, Darren? Absolutely. All right, oh, Jason. Jason, you can, can you handle that? 50 or you want to do more? Or should we do more? Or should we do more? 
Probably ought to say uh, more. More. <laughs> more? How more? much, Jay? What are you thinking, Jay? What, what, what's the budget? That sounds great. Man, uh, I, I don't got know. Goals How good do you have? I know. Goals. We got goals. We've got, let, let Jay know. pick. If he needs tighter than Josh. Like 100 bucks a song? 100 bucks a song? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's try it. It's going to be a good day for Jason. $300 up for grabs, Jason. You ready? We're going to play the song. You tell me the band or the performer behind it. Here we go. Okay. Okay. That's a softball. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. Yeah, <laughs> jump. I mean, Sweet. now 1984 was the album. Oh, that was the title. That was one of my favorites for the longest time. 1984, I'll never yep. forget. It. How old are you, Jason? I'm 54. Okay, oh, it's in your okay. house. Yeah, yeah this is your house. I'm the oldest guy here. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got 100 bucks. Let's see if you can make it 200. Here you go. Another good one. Oh. oh, you've got to know this, yeah. Jason. I've heard the song a hundred times. I just can't pull it up. Oh, you can. Uh, she's got roots here in St. Louis. Yeah. Is that Tina Turner? Yeah. Oh. Oh. I kind of knew it. I just didn't want to say it and be wrong. Yeah, I know, but you're not. You're not, Jason. You've got two hundred dollars. Right, awesome. We got, we got one more song for you. Tell me who's singing this one. Oh, that's a uh, Rick Ocasek, the car. The car. Cars, yep. What yeah. is Darren right. right. You might think that was I didn't know the name of that album, Heartbeat City. Oh, so I didn't either. Those yeah. were good. I mean, obviously you have Private Dancer with Tina Turner, but some good albums yeah, in nineteen uh, eighty-four. It was kind of eighty-four. Eighties, yeah. Some really good music. Now I was in high school. Jay must have been in college or beyond. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. out of college. He was working. Yeah. yeah. He was trying to work. <laughs> Try, I don't know what I was doing. Make some money. Jason, That's where right. are you off to today? Are you working? What What are you up to? Um, I'm done working and I'm heading home. All right. Uh, you still live out that way? Um, I, no, I actually, I'm, I grew up in uh, I, high school years in Franklin County. I'm out in Warren County where I live now. Got so, you. Heading from Chesterfield Valley out to Warren County. Oh, you hit a little traffic, don't right, you probably? Yeah. Know. Yep. All right. Well, yep, be careful, and in these next couple days, stay warm because it's going to get cold. I will definitely do my best with that. You can uh, buy a new coat. We got some yep. money coming yeah. your way, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. liking or something. A coat, that's, that's a hat, really cool. yeah, and gloves? some gloves. That's yeah. right. Connor will get all your information, Jason. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing along. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yeah, somebody said, I can't believe I knew all three of those. Mm-hmm. I never know the songs. I should have called in. Isn't that true? Somebody's yeah. wondering. How a dealership makes it in a small town? I mean, is it tougher? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it, it tougher, yes, but you've got to. If you're in that town and then you're in that community, you are the go-to. My partner had one in a small town, and you're the go-to. And you know, for service, everybody's going to come to you. And if you treat them right, typically the small towns do okay because their overheads cheaper. You, you know, they, the, when you look at a, 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 a small town dealership, a lot of times they'll have that front fascia, yeah. and then it's the metal building. So a lot of that is just it's it's less expensive to you know to give you an example that with these Mercedes buildings, this, this Porsche building, the, that, they got eighty million in that thing. I mean, in the building, in the alone. building alone. So you're talking you're talking How land, land and building. How do you make any number? money? That's the that gets hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. 
I mean, my 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 nut on the just the building. My my rent, my, my mortgage is fifty four thousand. Oh my god! I mean, you start to you start adding that up. You've got a service. You ain't making a. You got a. You got a. You got to stay busy. You got to work. I when mean, it comes to a dealership, yeah. is it more you're going to make more money in service, or you're going to make more money on the front end of selling, well, or is it equal? It's service is more stability. Okay. You know, if you can, what we try to do in the business is we, if we can get service and parts to cover our expenses. Yeah. You know, kind of our expenses, then everything else becomes the gravy. Sales of gravy. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you try. You want that absorption from the back. If you can get them to absorb all the costs, then things are good. But, you know, the average store, I'll give you this statistic, the average store in my 20 group, with like Kia dealers, our overhead per month is around a half a million dollars. Between, per month. Per month. Between, <laughs> between pay, and we're not that big. We're going to have to revive Heidi. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, you, but so you think, how many months can you screw up? Or getting, that's what I mean when yeah. things slow down, it gets yeah. ugly and you start to feel, that's why I start that fear comes in sure. because yeah, you can make a lot, but it doesn't take long to start paying, giving it back. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, my store is a mid-sized store. You look at some of these big monstrosities, their mm. overheads a fortune and that's where I'm happy. You know, I like to have another store or whatever, but I'm at a point where, you know, if it is, if we can weather a storm, mm-hmm. you know, and if you get one of these big stores, you ain't got a lot of net worth. You may not weather that storm as easily as, as as you can. So these small towns know what they're doing. These small yeah. dealers know what they're doing. They're 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 shrewd people. They're shrewd business. And they've been they're, in these communities and they're more conservative. for a long time. Yeah, they're conservative. They they buy just enough cars where we overbuy. I mean, they figured it. I've watched them. We've got some in our twenty group, and we'll talk two different languages. Really, because they are conservative with used cars. They don't just buy candy. The eye candy, they want to buy what they know turns. Yeah. And they figured it out. They so, probably don't have the the upper. You guys have that one month where you're like, holy that's mo- right. look at what we did. They, yeah. That never happens yeah. to them. And we so find, then we start to believe that. Gonna, yeah. 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 And we get yeah. on that train. Well, we can do it again. And we do yeah. it again. Yeah. And you don't a lot of times, you know. So. Well, we but, yeah. so appreciate your honesty and kind of giving us a behind the curtain peek yeah. at the. Uh, car industry and of course if you guys are in the market to buy or sell if you want to refinance if you just think yeah we did one today you did did yeah i mean darren can help you with all of that you can text him you can call him on his personal cell 314-586-1333 and here's the other thing heidi refinance if you're in a lease right now and you want to get out we can break that lease and finance the car so if you like the car you got nine months left on it let's say and your residual value is probably going to be good right now because of the pandemic and what Even happened. Even if they didn't lease it with I you. I don't care. When we can just go through whoever you want, Capital One, First Community, whatever bank you want to go through, and we can do all the paperwork for you. It's that oh, easy. So awesome. if you like your car and you got six months left, you don't want to go buy something else right now. That's part of the biggest hassle. That is. Is. You're like, I don't want to deal with you know, that. If you're not ready to do it yet or your kids are at a certain point, you may... You can just buy it from, or we'll just we'll buy it from the leasing company, whoever that is, Kia or Honda or Mercedes, and then we'll just sell it to you for the same price. It's not a problem. So yeah. how do you make money on well, that? Well, the bank will pay me a little bit. Um, yeah. For doing the loan. But that's. But that's okay. But you also yeah. are creating the a opportunity of a customer. Exactly, yeah, yeah, they may come in and buy a Kia. You, right. Yeah. People don't. They come in and go. Well, I didn't know that you had that. And they mm-hmm. they do that. So I look at it as what's down the road. You know, yeah. not just constantly yeah. working for the keep, next you, thing. You got to keep it going. Right? Well, we appreciate you again. You can reach Big D on his cell, 314 586 1333. Until next week, my friend, have you a good got one. It. Thanks, guys.
top five at five. News from around the room. Jay, why don't you go first? All right, I'll go first. We have a group of um, California law students. They go to the University of Pepperdine. They are part of the Caruso School of Law, and they are um, uh, kind of championed by professors Jeff Baker and Peter Fendel. These guys have put together a pro bono uh, uh, group of 20 law students that are going over to Maui to help the residents try to figure out how to get all of the funding that oh, they need from the devastating cool. fires. And Yeah, so what's interesting, um, Heidi, is that back in, I think it was 17 or 18, Malibu had a massive fire. Wildfire, and, and they got really versed in FEMA and some of the aid programs oh. because of that fire. And it was only five or six years ago. So there is a little bit of basis for them to try to help those folks over in Maui recover because this, the, there's this little town, Heidi, we were talking off, off air, called Lahaina, which yeah. is right. And it just got completely wiped out. I've seen pictures and it. I mean, it's like a, the Grinch tree. You yeah. know, there's no leaves on things. It's just awful. It is. They lost everything. everything. So yeah. that's really cool. This is a little scary, and I'm happy that I kind of use my reusable water bottle these days. But a recent study analyzed three brands of bottled water and found a liter contained an average of a quarter million pieces of microscopically small plastic. Now, before you completely panic... Researchers who made this discovery have said that although it might not be dangerous, it did make them cut back on how much bottled water they drink. But the brands that they analyzed weren't identified, but they say the three very common brands purchased at a major national retailer. The study authors said that 90% of the plastic pieces were not microplastics, but nanoplastics, which are even smaller than microplastics. But... That's believed to be more toxic since the smaller size renders them much more amendable and they can enter the human body. I know. It's kind of crazy. Now, as the National Library of Medicine explains, microplastics are plastic particles with a diameter less than 5 millimeters. Nanoplastics range in diameter diameter from 1 to 100 or even 1,000 nanometers. So, I mean, you would never see this. It's... But do you really What's want to What's it be, doing in the water? Do they have, we know they how? They say some it? of it comes from the bottle itself. Other parts of this plastic, the nanoplastic, from the filtration system used by water companies, which is intended to remove the That's pollutants. Right. But the study's co-author, a toxologist, told NBC News that the potential health impact is currently under review. We don't know if it's dangerous or how dangerous. Now, one study published in the National Library of Medicine said the results of cellular and animal experiments have shown that microplastics can affect various systems in the human body, the digestive system, respiratory, endocrine, reproductive, and even the immune system. So before you grab that bottle of water, maybe think about, you know... Go back to soda. Yeah, go back to soda. <laughs> there you go. Or maybe just grab that glass of wine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. And I think there, uh, some companies are looking into glass bottles for that reason. Really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, those are the fancy ones right mm-hmm. now. But maybe uh, at some point all of the bottles will, will be, be pla- glass. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, I have two stories that kind of go hand in hand. They're smaller. Uh, a woman 
is expecting to sell an antique brooch that she bought at an antique market 20 years ago for $20. She's anticipating this for $20,000 now after watching Antique Roadshow and find, like seeing the uh-huh. same brooch and saying, well, wait, I have one that looks just like that that I bought at a flea market 20 years ago. Gosh. She said it's going to be worth $20,000. They're going to put it up for auction. Do you I, ever go to flea markets or ever no. go to, like, I'm not dead either. But I always hear, like, a guy, somebody bought an actual green jacket from the Masters really? for, like, six bucks. And it, and those have a guy's name in it. They're like, who's so-and-so? You know, so it, it's kind of, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I always love those stories. I like to think that maybe one day I'll, I'll find, find something, something. Yeah. that can sell for $20,000. But my second part of the story Maybe you should watch out because a man in England has recently been sentenced for trying to pass off a forgery of a walking stick that Queen Elizabeth used, according to him. And he sold this for $1,000 on eBay, you know, mm. in the same kind of vein. Oh, it's an antique. It's it's I found this. It's it. This is, you know, worth something. Uh, it was worth nothing. It was just a stick that. Well, I guess it's worth whatever a a walking stick is worth. Uh, It was just something that he had in his, you know, back closet, in his attic, and tried to pass off as the walking stick of Queen Elizabeth II. And then, maybe I don't know if this makes it worse or not, then tried to pass off a fake charity auction for it when he tried to sell it. So, man. Not only did he he fake the walking stick, he faked the whole whole reason it was being sold and... uh, he has recently been uh, sentenced to a year in prison Ooh, for that. So as he should. So you got to watch uh-huh. out for yep. these things. You, you know, you want the brooch that sells for $20,000, but you don't. I you got to be careful who you're, who you you're dealing with. You got yeah, to be careful what you're, what you're working with there. Yep. Gosh. All right. All right. For you coffee drinkers out there, coffee could be in danger. So, oh, no. So so coffee is grown, and it needs a specific temperature, specific amount of light, and the right sort of humidity. Most of the areas in the world that grow the best coffee are in Latin America. Okay, so the problem is with our climate getting so funky, um, a lot of the areas that currently grow coffee are not going to be able to grow coffee in the next 15 to 20 years. So Starbucks, which purchases 3% of all the world's coffee, which is crazy, is doing some really cool things. They um, they are uh, developing uh, a bunch of new different kind of flavors. So they've taken 100 different kind of samples and mixing things together and trying to create they've, – they've come up with six new varieties, and they're, they're testing them to try to see if they can be grown and still produce the flavor – without going to these certain regions so that they'd be easier grown. It would cost less. Um, how many locations do you think there, Starbucks, there oh are Starbucks gosh. in the world? I, just in St. Louis alone. <laughs> 36,000 in the world, and I thought there were probably 36,000 in St. Louis. I'm oh, not a coffee person, but I love the smell. So love you don't smell. drink? What is no. your go-to caffeine? I, do, I, I don't uh, I don't. Do caffeine? I mean, I can do it, but I don't need. That's not your. Yeah. In the morning, you just kind of sip on some. I usually water? drink herbal herbal tea. I got a bunch of different herbal teas, um, so it's just wow. flavored water. When I was playing all the time, Heidi, I tried to drink a bottle of water a whole, just to you know, because it's usually typically really hot. And when I got finished, I would be like, "You give me another glass of water, and I'm gonna, pu- yeah. you know, I gotta dry something else." So I've kind of 
kind of gravitated to iced tea. Yeah. I did Diet Coke for a while. Probably 15 years ago, I stopped drinking it. Thank God. I don't know how I... What was in that? I And I, I'd probably have four or five a day. I was like, this is great. Now this isn't great. So yeah. I stopped that. Well, good for know. you. How about this? A volunteer firefighter from Connecticut is being credited for saving the lives of several people and animals inside a home that was catching fire. Sean Bogan, a 31-year-old, was plowing snow on his route when he saw a fire near his own home, there were four adults and three dogs inside. So he said he turned onto the drive and he spotted a vehicle on fire in a driveway. He said, I definitely saw flames on the truck and then flames on the house, which is what caught my eye. I was thinking, this isn't right. Something should probably be done here. So he quickly alerted his base, called 911 before attempting to get the occupants out of the home. He said that he started by just pressing his horn on his truck and then he raced over to the home banging on the front door in hopes of getting somebody's attention finally he said a woman came to the front door and she said she was just in shock especially when he explained that the house was on fire she had no idea once she realized i was being serious she was like oh i need to get out of here (laughs) luckily the home seven occupants were able to escape without any injuries yeah even a 90 year old man was among the rescued from the blaze but he is now being uh you know called a hero because had he not gone and knocked on that door who knows what would have happened he said the oath we take to protect and serve uh you know he lived up to that perfectly and the investigation is uh I mean, ongoing it's so cool to think that we have people out there when you know when this starts happening our first instinct is let's get let's go the other way, yeah. and these people are actually running into the fray, which is amazing, and it's a good reminder because as we were talking about in the office, so often all we hear about the bad yeah. stories, yeah. the things that are negative, but there are so many great people doing great things in this world. I mean, you can get an RV and go around the country and see it firsthand. I mean, a lot of people get in their RVs and go and do some good around the you know country i'll tell you this if you've ever even thought about an rv now is the time to go to byerly because they are doing their rv expo today tomorrow saturday and then again on monday i mean it's free admission free parking the coolest thing is you can walk in and out as many of these RVs as you want and there are some crazy show prices prices that they don't even offer at the big RV show downtown. This is just the Byerly RV Expo. And, I mean, there's more than 30 brands. You talk about all the different makes and models, but you've got fifth wheels where you might be able to sleep 10 people in one of these things. And you have a like a, a island, and you've got pendulant lights, and you've got, you know, a sectional couch and a big 57-inch TV. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Full-size like refrigerator. It really yeah. Heidi, is. these guys have been in business. This, oh, this is a... 75 years. They're, they're, this is an incredible family. Yeah, yeah. it's And they really know what they're doing from start to finish. You know, we were talking with Darren about, like, the service department. Byerly RV service department is unbelievable. And what I love is they, too, are honest. Like, I'll 
call Barb and say, Barb, this is going on. And she'll go, all right, we'll get it in here. Don't do this. Don't do that. Or you can do this. Sammy's now in charge of the uh, brand new storage facility, which I've never seen anything like it. I just moved my RV out there. It's climate controlled. You could set a football field in this thing. So now all you do, you call them 24 hours in advance. And if you want your propane turned on, if you want your refrigerator to get cold so you can just bring your stuff, they do all of that. I mean, this is really uh, first class, but that's what Barley RV is all around. It's the way it's been forever. But, again, travel trailers, travel vans, toy haulers, motorhomes, both diesel and gas, you'll find it all uh, at Byerly RV, and now's the time to go out. 295 East 5th Street is where you'll find Byerly. You can't miss it when you're going uh, east or west on 44 right there at 109. But the Byerly RV Expo starts today, runs tomorrow and Saturday, and then it's open again on Monday. Check it out. Free admission and crazy show prices for all kinds of RVs. You can also do a little shopping online, ByerlyRV.com. Well, yesterday was a day Alabama football fans hoped would never come. Nick Saban announced his retirement. He spent the last 17 years leading the Crimson Tide. That was probably the biggest shock, but Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick also making changes. Fox 2 Sports Director and host of the Kilcoin Conversation here on the Big 550. Martin Kilcoin joins us with a look back at their impact on sports. Were you surprised by this Nick Saban announcement? I think only because there'd been no indication that he was ready to walk away. And he is 72. And I would hope that he told Alabama, because those are huge shoes to fill. You would hope that they talked in August or October and said, hey, I'm thinking about this. I'm leaning this way, because that's a major, major shift for them. So I was surprised a little bit. New England with Belichick, we kind of expected it. The team has been largely mediocre to now bad since Tom Brady left. Belichick, different than... Saban indicating, I think, the most he wants to keep coaching, whereas Nick Saban's retiring, Belichick's one year younger. But if you think about the stretch that they both had, Saban won six national championships in 17 years. So if you're an Alabama football fan, every third year you're winning a national title. For some fan bases, if Mizzou won one national championship, we'd talk about it for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And in Alabama, it was every third year you'd win one. And then in New England, they went to nine Super Bowls in about an 18-year period. So basically every other year, if you're a New England fan, you could be a little kid growing up and you'd say, okay, Mom and Dad, are we going to the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, probably. They just expect it. And again, other fan bases are just dying to get there once or to win one, and yet both had dominant runs. And Saban was on Bill Belichick's coaching staff in Cleveland 30 years ago pretty crazy to think about that but two legends for sure i feel bad for pete carroll who was a really good coach uh won a super bowl in seattle and won two national championships at usc so he's a really decorated head coach but he he's not even getting on the front page right now with the other news martin i thought it was interesting um that uh i read where nick saban insisted on telling the players first he wanted this he wanted you know because i think he's heavily involved in the recruiting of these, you know, four and five star players, every, mm-hmm. every single one of them. And Martin, how Heidi and I were just talking before you came on it. I think the portal and the NIL and the NCAA's again, failure to step in and get some sort of organized, at least some organized chaos with this stuff, with the bowls and all these people opting out. I think, I think that was the last straw for him. What do you think? 
Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to hear him. I know he did a sit-down today with ESPN. Belichick actually did a press conference with the owner, Robert Kraft. Not that he's going to say much, but uh, to my knowledge, David, other than sitting down with ESPN, hasn't really explained, and I haven't heard that interview yet, but when he decided, why he decided, I'm sure that's a factor, even though he seems pretty healthy and spry. He is 72 years old, got tons of money. And if you're looking around, go. Do I want to keep doing this NIL thing now? I got to go to the portal, and mm-hmm. it, it's a big old pain. I think Jim Harbaugh, when he has to decide if he wants to leave Michigan, that'll be a factor. You know, in college basketball, Jay Wright, who won two national championships at Villanova, he retired a couple of years ago, and he was about 60, and basically told people, "I just don't want to do this. I don't want to chase these kids around. I don't want to deal with NIL. I don't want to deal with the portal." So it could very well be a factor. It may all also have been. With Saban, at some point, you're like, all right, what? there's nothing left to prove. Yeah. And maybe you're just a little bit burnt out, even though – and he's a little more fun than Belichick. Neither one of them are the life of the party. <laughs> yeah. right. And that's everybody said, well, what's next for Belichick? We had Dan Deardorff on the show Monday, and we are talking about Belichick then. And I said, well, it's certainly not TV when we talk yeah. about what's next for him. So it's interesting with Belichick, is he in demand? You're talking about the greatest coach in NFL history – six Super Bowls, but I don't know. Do you want him coming in because he's coming off, you know, without Tom Brady, some down years, you know, he's an older coach at this point. It sounds crazy to say, but I'm not sure what the market is. And maybe I'm way off. Maybe teams know they could excite the whole fan base. We're getting Bill Belichick, but they're already saying if the Cowboys flame out in the playoffs, maybe Jerry will fire Mike McCarthy and hire Belichick and, I don't know. I don't know. Unless he's bringing Tom Brady, I'm not sure I want him right now. Well, he leaves New England with 333 career victories, ranking second, of course, behind Don Shula and his 347. I mean, he's got, what, there, 13, 14 games, and he's, you know, first on the list. Yeah, that might motivate him. He's a a friend of Tony LaRusso's, and they have kind of, I think, that same makeup where this is just what they do. They coach. They manage. That's what they – they can't think of – Life without it, so I don't think Belichick will stop. And I mean, he's going to end up somewhere. They're talking about Atlanta. I just, I don't know that I see him coaching the Atlanta Falcons. It's just wherever he goes, it's going to feel weird. Weird, yeah. And, and the legacy changes. I think Saban, it's it's a cleaner exit. It's you're the greatest, you're the best. Walks away. I mean, they were, you know, a play away from beating Michigan and being in the national championship this year. Um, but it's it's a couple of coaching legends, and we were just watching you know, ESPN all Saban all the time, yeah. barely mentioning Belichick right now. That's <laughs> kind of a weird deal, although they were really all in on college football this year. But it's it I don't know which one's bigger. I really don't because they're so similar in their resumes. You know what's interesting, Martin? Without Brady, if you take away the Brady years, when I know that's a little extreme, but if you take away the Brady years and go with what Belichick did prior to getting to New England, he's about 20 games under 500. Yep, that argument has been made that is he is he the greatest without Tom Brady, and you wonder if Tom Brady leaving, going to Tampa Bay, and then subsequently winning a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers was Brady's way of showing everybody, hey, it wasn't as much yeah. him as it was me. I'm, and I think they have a decent rapport. He certainly, you know, players would say, Brady, I think there was a quote from a former player who said, we worked for Belichick, but we played for mm-hmm. Brady. And I think the respect that he has from the players, I think, yeah, without Brady, well, we found out how good was Bill Belichick. The other part of it is it's not just the Brady factor. I think 
Belichick had a lot of involvement with personnel, and sometimes these guys want to take on too much or have so much power. They really haven't added a lot of star power for years yeah. in New England, unless it's somebody that they signed kind of later into their career, like a Randy Moss. They've, for a while now, they've been bad at personnel, and sometimes that's the downfall too. I mean, look at Eli Drinkwood. Not really comparing, but although he's friendly with Belichick, that's kind of a weird deal. Somehow those two know each other. Oh, Drinkwitz and Belichick. He doesn't. Drinkwitz doesn't like talking about it, but they have some sort of friendship. But if you think of it this way, he gave up the play-calling duties this year, mm-hmm. Trinkwitz did, and it freed him up to be more of a head coach. I think these NFL guys get so caught up in personnel that sometimes it affects their ability to actually be good at the other part of the job, head coach. I want to drill down on Nick Saban just for a second. What was it about him that made him so good? Well, I think it's detail. I mean, he's a defensive-minded guy, but I think, obviously, you're going to recruit great kids. I think part of that is Alabama. I mean, kids want to play for Alabama, and then you start winning, and it just builds on itself. But I think if you even just hear him talk, he's all about discipline and you just tell his teams were always, again, high-level talent, but also just well-coached, smart, you know. And I think also these guys get burned a little bit earlier in their careers, and they, Belichick was motivated by getting burned in Cleveland. I think with Saban, he tried the NFL. He spent two years in Miami with the Dolphins. And I think they were 500 two years down. just realized, this is not for me. I'm a college coach, quickly made the move back. Alabama but I I just think when you hear him talk you can tell everything about him is measured everything is disciplined even just the way he walks in the room do you notice that he's got a guy who carries his bag (laughs) everything is is thought out it's his caddy he's walking into the the building it's a small briefcase you could carry it even if you're broken bones not if I had a caddy Mart I would not want to do it he's walking in the building at Alabama and there's a gentleman who's just Carrying his briefcase for him. Now, that's how Heidi did it back at Channel yeah. 5, I understand, back in the day. <laughs> Very true. One of the things I've heard him talk about, uh, Martin, and if as Heidi was talking about drilling a little deeper, is that he, from a mental side and an athletic side, he talked a lot about processes and a lot about, you know, getting your mind right and getting yourself prepared to do your job and not let the – the circumstance or, you know, overhype you and try to keep your head and wits about him. And the other thing, Mark, that I think is really interesting, we didn't hear a lot of bad things about that program and the kids. He's got a good graduation rate and things like that. I mean, there were some some incidences, but not for the most part with as much success. And in our world today where people love to take shots at you, he ran a pretty clean program. Yeah, I think that's true. And if you just see him, and hear him, he's kind of, and he's not a big intimidating person, but he's kind of that guy you don't want to tick off or you don't mm-hmm. want to cross. And I could, I could just see those players saying, oh, man, don't get on the wrong side of Coach Saban. Do not. <laughs> I could just see the way he carried himself. Uh, and that's a good, as far as legacy, yes, national championships and wins come first, conference titles, but that's a pretty good legacy, too. When you're yeah. talking about college kids, that's a hard age to kind of corral and Sometimes, unless a program's totally just out of control, and you know, I'm not thinking like the Barry Switzer Oklahoma days, where they're probably all driving town cars and do whatever they wanted. But <laughs> it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, stay scandal free when you've got a hundred kids on a college football team and they're all that's 18, right. 19, 20 years old. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. Is there anybody on his coaching staff that's up for the job? Oh, 
I think they got to get a big name. Question is, if you're a big name, do you want to go there and be the guy yeah, after no. Nick Saban? And I'm sure there's plenty of people who would love that opportunity, but there's also some who are well-established. Uh, you know, Steve Sarkeesian was at Alabama. Well, he's now the Texas coach. I mean, do you need to leave Texas to go to Alabama? You're already a monster college program. The biggest name floated early is the Oregon coach, Dan Lanning. He's a young guy, really successful at Oregon. Had a year with Saban in Alabama, but then has had a couple of years with Kirby Smart at Georgia. So there's SEC roots. He's already come out and said, I'm not going. It's not me. I'm not going. So I, I don't have a great candidate for you. I think whoever it is, I would just say, good luck. Yeah. Oh, kind of like and trying to fill Mizzou, up. Goes, Mizzou goes to Alabama next year. Maybe this will be a Maybe kids will get in the portal and leave that wanted to play for Saban. Maybe this could turn into a good thing for old Mizzou. Yeah, I guess so. I think back to, like, trying to fill Pat Summit's shoes at Tennessee. Oh. I mean, when you have legends like these, you just don't turn the page and move on. You're going to hold on to these greats for so long. Yeah, I mean, Alabama will never be as good as they were with Nick Saban. It's just not yeah. going to happen. You just can't. It's, the, the numbers are staggering. I think it was, like, 201 wins. 29 losses. It's so crazy. Just, it's insane. So, yeah, yeah, he is. I hate the GOAT term because they use it all the time. Everybody's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. That's the GOAT. But Nick Saban, when it comes to college football, he is truly the GOAT. Yeah. Who's coming up on the Kill Coin conversation? I'm glad you asked. Great show tonight, in my humble opinion. We have John <laughs> Modellock on talking Cardinals oh. baseball. We get into a lot, of, a lot of different topics. I know. He's a very controversial, divisive for some, just to mention his name. But we talk about payroll. Who decides that, him or Bill DeWitt? The fact that nobody in the division is making too many moves. Does that influence them? Is the starting rotation too old by all the guys that they've added? Uh, Also pressure on him. And an interesting answer about Yadier Molina's role and what he'll be able to do during games, whether he can be basically a coach. Mm. So John Mozellick and also Doug Armstrong, the Blues, GM. Wow. So back to back with Mo Big and Arnold. Look at you go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we always say we got a great show for you, and then some nights are like, eh, it's not the best. But tonight is actually. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we'll be listening. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Thanks. Let's talk a little entertainment news. This is interesting. When Jennifer Lawrence looks back on her wedding day, and I do love her because she's so honest and real. It's not exactly a great memory. In a recent interview, she called it awful. Like a lot of brides, I guess she found herself, you know, not having fun because it was being so stressed. She was worried about her guests, and it didn't help that she got married in October in Rhode Island. She says she was freaking out about her guests being cold, and while most people reassured her that they were fine, her mother was not so polite. She told Jennifer, it's freezing out here. Your grandmother almost died. (laughs) The chaos actually started at the rehearsal dinner. Jennifer actually kicked Robert De Niro out. She says, I looked over and I saw Bob, who doesn't know anybody. He's kind of wandering around. I was immediately like, no, this isn't what he wants to be doing. I don't want him here. So I went over and I whispered, go home. And he was nice. He talked to my parents. He was polite. But I was like, go. And then that genuinely made me feel better, so he did leave. That's, yeah, you, know? you can kick Robert De Niro out of, yeah. <laughs> out of anything. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Now, I hope this is not true, and I'm kind of, I don't even know that I should share it, but I've seen this now three or four times. A British tabloid says Matthew Perry was physically abusive to his ex fiance 
also a live-in sober companion. He said this report says he was supposedly lying about being sober and was verbally and emotionally abusive. So it's coming from Britain's not always reliable Daily Mail. So hopefully this is exaggerated and we can... Yeah, it's tough. You got a guy that's, you know, just had that... that Dependency and, yeah. and, and and you hate to kick a guy, you know. While he's already yeah, down. Today, speaking of, would have been Naomi Judd's 78th birthday when Naomi took her own life in 2022. It was her daughter, Ashley, who found her, and she spoke about that on a new episode of All In with Anderson Cooper. She called it traumatic but added, I'm so glad I was there because even when I walked in that room, I saw that she had you know, harmed herself. The first thing out of my mouth was, Mama, I see how much you're suffering. Oh, Ashley gosh. held her there in her bed after finding her, and she said uh, that she told her, quote, all was forgiven long ago. Leave it all here. Take nothing with you. Just wow. be free. Uh, this is interesting. Robert Downey Jr. revealed just how envious he was of Rob Lowe when they were students at Santa Monica High School in the 80s. I didn't realize they went to high school together. He recalled meeting Lowe in history class and being just perplexed by how the actor was able to successfully jiggle, juggle both Hollywood and his homework. And he said Robert Downey Jr. was just trying to make it at the point. He said, I w- want to say I was jealous, but that's not deep enough. He said that I didn't understand how anyone could get where you were, let alone still have attendance in school. So, kind of crazy. Well, I didn't high realize either of them really went to high school. I didn't either. I, I, thought, thought, I thought they would have just done the, uh, movie, the thing. movie business. Yeah. yeah. The Good Doctor is coming to an end after its upcoming seventh season. That season premieres February 20th. This is kind of fun. Selena Gomez is going to play Linda Ronstadt in a biopic. Wow. So, I'll be watching that. And I forgot... That Usher is this year's Super Bowl halftime, but apparently he has cut out alcohol and sugar to get in shape for the big performance. Usher likes to take his shirt off at some, you know, for my daughter's, and and he's ripped. Oh, so cutting out sugar and alcohol, no telling what he's going to look like. Finally, just a couple of birthdays worth mentioning today. Mary J. Blige is 53. And Kyle Richards from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is 55. That's your evening entertainment report here on the Big 550 KTRS. Jay, it has been so fun to have you sitting in, and hopefully we'll do it again. Thank you so much for having me, your graciousness. It's been a blast. I love love doing it. Well, we'll we'll be back across from each other soon, I'm sure. Let's wrap this show up with some randoms. Uh, All right, dogs are colorblind, but it's not black and white. That's a myth. They can still see blue and yellows. They're just red. Green colorblind. Now, Some people are. That? Yeah, who told well, them? Let's go That's a good that. question. I guess I, I didn't do the research, Jay. <laughs> uh, the ukulele version of "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" by Israel Kamakavivole. Ooh, I, don't know about that I love that song. He by did the it way. Well. Uh, hit number one on the Billboard World charts and stayed there for 116 weeks. Wow! So that was number one song. Uh, Jimi Hendrix got paid eighteen thousand for Woodstock. That was the most anyone got. The band Quill got paid $375. Quill. So not as much for the band Quill, who I've never heard of. No. Uh, So I I can't tell you any Quill songs. Uh, There were only 15 runners in the Boston Marathon in 1897. That was the first one. Only 10 of them finished. 
the guy who ran it ran it in two hours and 55 minutes, which is about an hour slower than they run it now. Which is crazy. And of note, that marathon quote was actually only 24 miles. I looked it up. So Why, they, When did they change it? No, it, the, the t- it should have been t- the same now, but they just found a route and said, that's close enough. We like the route. This is what we're going to do. Oh. <laughs> they didn't change it until five years later and said, let's get the international standard. So the time was an hour longer and they ran two miles and, shorter. And they ran two miles shorter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, was eight, it was 1897. What you know? were the yeah. shoes like? Yeah, probably not very, uh, probably not, not very good. Uh, yeah. Your fingernails grow approximately 3.5 millimeters per month. That's 0.14 inches. And your toenails grow about 1.6 millimeters or 0.06 inches. Okay, I like that one because it's something like it happens overnight. All of a sudden you're like, oh my God. Suddenly you look down. How did they get this long? Yes. 0.14 inches. All right, well, those are some good ones. You guys, thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday. Hopefully you'll come back tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock. And until then, see if you can put a smile on somebody's face.